On today's podcast, I am joined by the incredible Scout Sable, and we talk so much about earned media, how you can dive into the amazing earned media called podcasting, which we geeked out about, how to make your own authentic block to help you make sure you're not using podcasts as your therapy couch. And boy, oh boy, was that a good one and loaded with nuggets. Best practices with how to be an amazing podcast guest and how to prep for your upcoming interviews to turn those interviews into assets for you, your business, your results, and how to create a podcast listener base always on the edge of their seat, waiting for your next episode to drop and so much more. Uh, This conversation was a blast. Scout is incredible. She owns an agency who has sent some of our best podcast guests uh, from her agency. So it was such a pleasure. It was such an honor. And so without further ado, let's get into the intro and then into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, where I made the one critical mistake I do every time I meet somebody awesome, and I don't hit record early enough, and I miss the magic and the juice, but I guess that's the quality of having deep, connected friendships. That's our secret, not yours, but I'm sure we will share some of it, but it just happened, and I made like a new instant PFF, and I'm intrigued because she lives in San Diego, and she's actually from San Diego, which if you live in SoCal, you understand that. I was kind of like flabbergasted. We share a love for an Eric, so I used to live near there, super passionate, and within a matter of minutes, I was like, oh yeah, we get it. We're going to be best friends, and she is a genius when it comes to everything we're going to talk about today. So today, I am absolutely honored. I am humbled to be joined by the woman who's responsible for a lot of the lovely guests that you guys love and the episodes you love because they introduced me to them. And then she happens to be the person who founded and owns that company. So Scout, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am going to echo everything you just said. I'm like excited to get into this because I feel like we're about to become even more best friends. I am I'm stoked. I like I have unlimited capacity for cool best friends that like are better at something that I already love and obsess about. I'm like I am ready to learn, I'm ready to go. Let's kind of get into it. So, with that and understanding we have a time crunch today, my intention for everybody listening is to break your brain uh with so much value and nuggets to chew on. Uh but understand this and understand this before we begin because I am going to preface this cuz I know where this show is going. When you listen to this, don't try to pick up everything. Just pick up one thing. And when you catch the one thing, go execute on it and then come back and listen again. Because I already know with the stories that are coming up, there's going to be juicy nuggets galore. The goal is not about understanding them all. It's about picking one and taking a bite out of it. And then when it's running, go pick another one. So I just wanted to start with that because I already know the knowledge that she's going to drop. So that is your preface. That is your coaching reminder. And then I'll remind you at the end of the show as well. So... Scout, to make this one about you, because I'm really, really excited, and we can keep the <clears throat> the story short, but I, I think context really, really matters to lend itself to where your passion comes from and why you're so passionate about this, and now that you've tasted the gold, you'll never let go of it. So uh, Scout's agency's been around for four years, right, in that mm-hmm. world, and Echoes. So where were we before? How do we get there? And then where are we now? Yeah. 
excellent question. I'm going to give you the Spark Notes version because cool. I could talk forever about how I ended up here. <laughs> but my story actually started with a bipolar di- uh, bipolar disorder diagnosis. And it was given to me when I was 20 and I dropped out of college wow. because I was unable to function in society. And back then, which was 11 years ago, like no one was talking about mental health. Wow. And so that kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And while my therapists and my doctors and my family weren't sure that I'd be able to hold down a job, I found entrepreneurship and it changed my life. And it was the vehicle that allowed me to be successful. And so I spent most of my 20s floundering from business to business. I started a million different things. I was like, guilty. Oh, guilty. yeah, right. I was yeah. like, that sounds like a good idea. I'll do it for a couple months and it would fail or it wouldn't go anywhere. I couldn't make money. But I was in a in a mode of curiosity and I was in this determination that my path was entrepreneurship and I just had to find the thing that really lit my soul up and that I could really get behind. And so that happened in August of 2018 when I hopped behind the mic and started a podcast with my sister, Maddie. And we started it because we wanted to reach out to our girl crushes and our role models and pick their brain. But you can't really, you know, say, can I meet you for coffee? But you can ask them to be on your podcast. Which I still don't. I still and I I know you're going to remember your train of thought. So first, I have to interject for a second. Okay, I'm going to make you blindly commit. Can you blindly commit to us doing a part two? Because I want to dedicate an episode to the story around entrepreneurship and your bipolarness because I am excited and intrigued and I would love to just get you to commit to that now. Yes. Yes. Part two. I wrote a whole book about it. So okay, yes. Cool. Part- I would, yeah. I would love that. That would be a gift for me. Okay. And yeah. then part two. And I just want to highlight what you just said, because I still don't understand why people don't get this. Yes. Podcasts are the number one way to get conversations and coffee for free with people that would normally charge you a hundred thousand dollars for the conversation. Yep. I mean, I, let, let's also set the scene of where I was before I launched a podcast. I was going nowhere in my career. Yep. I didn't have a social following. I didn't have a network. Yep. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yep. And fast forward, because of hosting a podcast and being a guest on over 250, 300, I got nothing on you, but I'm getting there, podcasts. <laughs> um, my network would make your mouth drop. My yep. book was posted over eight by over eight million followers the link the week of launch and I have oh. five thousand Instagram followers. Like yep. that's how many people got behind me because my network is insane because yep. of this media. So I that's why I got into it because I was like maybe the girl that I see on Instagram will talk to me. But what happened was that one, I fell in love with the media. I mean it's it's the only way to have really impactful deep conversations. Everything about social media is way too quick and fast and cheap and shallow. And this is where we get to go deep. And so I fell in love because I was having the most amazing conversations with women. And I couldn't believe who I was getting the opportunity to talk to. But then when we would publish these episodes, I watched our community follow our guests online, buy their product, buy their book, listen to their podcast, become clients of theirs. And that's what it kind of hit me. I was like, whoa, being a guest on a podcast is a form of PR. And it's a form of PR that actually converts because you're spending up to an hour with someone in your ear in the most intimate and vulnerable of ways. Once you resonate with them on like a human emotional level, 
then you go and support their business. Yep. And so I started the agency February 2019. I had a media kit drafted up and I had a list of a thousand women I wanted to represent. And I emailed all a thousand and Gmail blocked my email because they thought it was scam. <laughs> so I opened up a second email and then I had two emails for the first year, which was a total mess. Um, but very quickly, I was offering this service of getting women as guests on podcasts to promote their brand and their business and message. And truly, it was one foot in front of the other. But it happened also in hindsight pretty quickly. I had a roster of 10, quit my day job in three months. And now, four years later, we've booked our clients on over 2,500 podcast episodes, run almost 200 podcast tours. We're a team of seven, and we represented amazing women in the space. Jessica Wide, Rebecca Minkoff, Kelly Baker, Vanessa Rossetto, Allison Bird, Tina Wells. It goes on and on and on. And so it's been Tell, it's T- been tell Tina I said hi if it's the same oh. Tina Wells. I will. will I will. I'll, a- I'll ask after. So, okay. So first... I have so much to unpack with you. So yes. much. So I want to make one note and I have to say it to be an integrity. So social media is not shallow and cheap. Social media by design is to get somebody's attention to invite them to somewhere deeper. Yes. And that yes. depth and meaning is a medium. And I will, I just need to really, really resonate and, and give some amplification to what you said because in speaking about it, I wouldn't exist as an entrepreneur if it was not for podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I see it and I've seen it for a long time for what it is, which is basically a fast track into a pre-vetted monogamous relationship. And it cuts out the speed dating, the courting, the internet stalking. It cuts out all of it because it comes from a trusted source. And if both are aligned, it's great. And so I just want to echo everything that you said, because like, I can't tell anybody enough how powerful it is. Like my Rolodex in my phone, the contacts I yeah. have, the people I know, the the things that I've done and experienced in some way, shape or form probably could all delineate back in a track and be attributed in one way or another to podcasting in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I, I have to, my experience is the exact same. Yep. The exact same. I mean, I have been on some of the highest profile influencer reality TV star podcasts. And four years ago, nothing to my name really existed. And it's literally because of the relationships that I've been able to create. And even in like today's world, I'm thinking, you know, if you and I run a dinner with a couple people, we would not connect like this. We just wouldn't. It wouldn't be this immediate or this concentrated And so I always, I love that you say this because yes, I've seen podcast tours take our clients like double their podcast downloads. Uh, Now they're doing events with high profile entrepreneurs. Their network are huge. Their books are number one. They're gaining Instagram followers. Like the, the results are insane. And nobody really talks about the ancillary benefit of what happens with the host, like how you connect with the host and how that on the back end of your business creates this network that you just can't get through any other strategy. Yeah, I think, and, and a lot of people ask me, like, obviously, you know my tagline at this point. I've had enough of your guests on my show, um, you know, your peeps on my show. But, like, when people ask me, they ask me how a lot of times. Like, what do you mean, like, relationships? Like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, it's really, really easy. I play the long game, but that doesn't advocate me from playing the short game. It just means mm. when I'm playing the short game, I am aware of its contribution 
to the long game. And I think that's why I understood this very early on was like my appetizer is the audience listening and buying my course. But like the main course is the only thing I ever focus on monetizing, which is relationships. Like that's Mm. my monetization, not from a form of like extracting money, but like so many people go to revenue and I go to relationship capital. Like that's... That for me, it's like an unlimited bank of capital. And like, I, I can't say this enough for people. I, I mean, and, and actually I'm going to ask you too. I want to, I want to ask you this. It's a really, really good question. What is your philosophy about vetting what podcasts you go on or don't go on? Oh my God. That is such a good question. And I'm going to maybe say something that is counterintuitive. To I think, would- I, I think you and I are in the same camp and that's why I asked. Yeah. Clients come to me and they say, well, we only want the top quality ones. And I say, you will not receive the results that you're wanting to see. Quantity is the game. It just is. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to go on a podcast of someone that is fundamentally so different. Maybe they're talking about like seahorses and marine biology, right? Like it's got to be a topic brand fit. But I, and, and the clients who do this, that I've seen do this, I go on basically any podcast that wants to have me on that I feel like we have something in common that we can talk about. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. I will go on and I'm grateful to go on. And it's the clients that do that exact same strategy that I've done in my career that we see the biggest growth year after year for them. Just preach it, sister. Say it again yeah. for the people in the back. Like, yeah. say it again for the people in the back. So, you know, I was I was sharing with Scout before the show because I had her coming on and I know what she does and I was just reflecting. And, um, like, four and a half years ago, we had actually gone through and found every interview within reason that I had done. And we had a list of, like, 1,900 of them four years ago. And then I amped it up like tenfold four years ago. So it's over 5,000, 6,000 ish times I've been interviewed. And I asked you that question as a leading question because from day one, I made a rule and I was like, I'm always going to say yes, like the end. And my rule is very similar to yours. It's really actually only based on values, not even context anymore. And I've found mm-hmm. some of the most incredible pockets of people, and I'm making up a silly example, but like on a knitting for cat boot podcast that had nothing to do with me and my business. And then 50 people showed up to my event one year and I was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. And so okay. it's, yeah. that's been my hard and fast rule. So the only thing I measured against is my values. Like, and not, I'm not even talking about politically. I'm talking about like, hmm. Can we have an open conversation? Do we like operate on the same level of consciousness to like, we see the world kind of through the same lens. And then at that point I'm like, let's go. And yeah, here's the reason. And I will say this because I have evidence now. I have been over a hundred people's first podcast episodes. And some of those podcasts now get 20 million downloads a month. And I get so many people from six years ago and four years ago and seven years ago that come and they're like, I found, I'm like, from what podcast? That was in 2014. And so I, that's always been my philosophy and theory. So I wanted to share that with you to get your thoughts on it. Yeah. And something that you just pointed out, there's, there's two things. One, there's the fact that podcast episodes are evergreen and they are the long game. So 
I just had, I just made, I think $20,000. I signed a $20,000 scope from a podcast I did a year ago, just this month. Yep. So when you release these episodes years later, because people find a podcast and they binge, they binge and they binge and they binge and they go back. And that's where the magic is. You could have recorded something forever ago. And then all of a sudden these people sign up and you don't even know where they came from. And then the second thing you did was not saying not even context is value. And that's a strategy that I always tell people to implement too. Like I'll have an astrologer and I'm like, we need to put you on a pop culture female lifestyle podcast. Yep. Because sometimes if you go on a podcast that's not in your like niche industry, you stand out way more than you would if you went on the astrology podcast as an astrologer. Yep. Yeah, which I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm going to frame it a little interesting because okay. you know, one of the things I I think and I'm going to ask you this lens through like what makes you like an effective podcast guest, right? Like how do you prepare? Like what would provide value? And like one of mine has always been like I am my job irregardless of the size of my success is not to be a gatekeeper of information. Mm. It's to be a gatekeeper of accountability and my specific processes that help you apply said information to get a result. But the information, that's free. And so from day one, I'm like, everything is public. All of it. I will teach the same thing to you on a podcast that I teach you behind a quarter of a million dollar door. It's my teaching it to you in that container that makes it effective and that practical application in your business through that lens, right? So that was like rule number one. And then rule number two, and and I have to thank an early mentor for this, is is I love teaching. I love talking. It's my favorite thing. I'm doing it too much as we speak, right? And so in that lens, I would talk a lot in stories and strategies and tactics. And he's like, these are effective. He's like, but what you're missing is that these are temporary and you're missing the tie-in. And he's like, you can teach strategies and tactics. You can teach tips. You can teach tricks. But if you don't ever tie it to a principle, it will never stick. And I was like, oh, tell me more, sensei, right? And he started to help me see things. And then I was like, oh, I can still talk about that email marketing hack. But then if I tell somebody you can apply it into daily communication and text message or blank, I bridge a gap. And so then I started applying the same thing to kind of teaching content. And I was like, as long as I can tell a story about email marketing, but I'm on a phone call with realtors and I explain how this would apply in their manual process or if they were courting a client or when they were working with an agent and I tie it to the principle, it makes it effective. And it has led to some of the craziest experiences in pockets of people because then they're like, oh, I see that. And then this whole revenue of business model opened up for me hundreds of times I never saw possible. And so those are kind of like, those were my rules. I was like, if we were value-based and aligned, and I'm just going to answer every question like I would if you were paying me. And then I'm always going to just try to relatively tie my answer into the audience. I can't lose this game. And so mm. in your opinion, as the woman who just like helps all these women amplify and, and, and does this courting process, like what have you seen makes for like a foundational quality guest that like sets them up to succeed when it comes to their message, how they do the podcast, how they speak, like anything that you have? That is a beautiful question. And what's coming up for me, and I will be very honest right now, this is easier for me to practice when I'm talking about 
my mental health journey and harder Perfect. for me personally to practice when I'm talking about my business. Perfect. So with that being said, the guests that give the best interviews are the ones who aren't mentally rattling off a checklist of the things that they offer. Mm-hmm. It is never a sales approach. Yes, of course, at the end, you say where you're going and you say what you do and you say where to find you, but it's the answers that come from the energy of why they're doing the thing that they're doing. Mm. And it is a very subtle difference between someone who's going on and saying with like this controlling energy of this podcast interview needs to get this many book sales. I need to sign this many clients. I need this many Instagram followers. That energy going into it will will not land at all. People go to podcasts not to hear an advertisement. They're going to podcasts to get value and to get that entry-level information. Mm -hmm. And just by the nature of this only being an hour and being a two-way conversation, there's no way for you to impact and move an audience the way you would in a private container of a mastermind or a masterclass or your book. Even if you are saying the same principles, it's a different, yeah. So I think that I always tell people podcasting is human and that's the best part. It's not curated or edited. So when you literally show up the way you speak, what you want to say, what moves you, the passion, uh, where you, where you struggle. It's why I talk about my mental illness all the time, what your actual failures were. The more an audience can see themselves in you, the more your podcast tour is going to be successful in the long run. But having this tight grip of, I want to sell X books per interview and make this much money and da 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 so I need to sell and get my CTA and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That will, it'll, it'll land flat. Yeah. And I want to, I, and thank you for answering that. I want to summarize it for everybody because I'm going to give some examples that, that make sense here. And, and you nailed it. You 1000% nailed it. Right. And, um, I want to actually give a permission slip for people who go into it with, uh, I need this amount of book sales, this amount of transactions. There's actually nothing wrong with that thought. You're just applying it in the wrong step of the container and it gets diluted very, very quickly. And so, there's nothing wrong with having that thought. We've all done it. I did it for years until I learned the lesson and understood where it fit in the ecosystem of like a customer mm-hmm. journey, right? And so those things belong. Adverts belong. Calls to actions belong. But they belong when somebody has expressed interest or curiosity or investment in the idea or the principle. And so with what you're saying, Scout, I want to tie this for everybody. We're talking about podcasts. This is everywhere. Yeah. The, the more human and authentic you are, on the more mediums and platforms you are, number one, the more effective you will be. Number two, the easier your life is because the more alignment you have. And number three, the more clarity and creative you will feel because you are seeing it from the right lens. And so, you know, we talk about authenticity, congruency, and consistency a lot. And the authenticity is what makes the congruency and consistency possible. And so for those Mm -hmm. listening, I did national media tours we turned down Dr. Oz because what they wanted us to say was not in alignment with what we wanted to say. And that would have not been good. And so mm-hmm. practicing this consistency and congruency piece is kind of huge. And I love that you called that out. And so um, I have a tip for everybody. And I have to thank my friend Tucker Max, who gave me this tip a long time ago when I was thinking about another book and I was crying about it. 
and he said, you can't write a book that you're still in the middle of. And it was this really profound piece of information. And I started sitting with it when it came to telling my story and being a coach and a teacher and a speaker. And I started using it. So I would go on a podcast or I'd go on an interview and somebody would ask me a question about my story, but my story that I was still in the middle of, right? Like yeah. emotional charge. And what I would say is I'm like, all right, listen, I'm going to answer this, but I'm in the middle of this story. So it's going to feel like a little messy and it might not have a point. So I need some help unpacking it. And I would like make this little container for myself on the podcast that I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to give myself four minutes and I could see the timer. And then I could just talk about my story without trying to rattle off in my brain. And then the other one and my realization was that if I was no longer in the story and I was teaching it, my other hack for speaking and being effective like you're speaking about is I would always know the takeaways I'm teaching, right? I'm always going to teach that relationships beat algorithms. I'm always going to teach that that happens there. And so they would ask me a question and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk about that thing. And I would look at the clock and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll talk about it for like three minutes. And then I would just start telling whatever story came to mind. And then at the end, near the time end, I'd be like, and that's how it applies to relationships beating algorithms. And it was mm. like my little hack to create these containers that allowed what I, what I would call authentic expression because I didn't have to think about it anymore. I kind of made this little block and I'm like, that's your race. Now just go be authentic. And then I didn't have to worry about the script in my head if I got off thought, if I was going to forget something. So then when I would go on podcasts, I would just put a sticky note on my laptop that had like my five main things or like the things that I like to remind myself of. So if I got off course, I would just look at it and that's how I did it. Yeah. That's, that's a very good way of thinking about it because as someone, I'm just trying to think about myself in this regard, like as someone who shows up pretty vulnerably on the internet, I also had to learn a little bit of the lesson of you don't process on the internet. You process privately and then you come and you show yes. what yes. you learned. That's where this came from. I'm me learning that yeah. lesson. Yep. And yep. and when you're a podcaster, you're talking all day long. So yep. it's okay if like something comes out and you're like, whoa, I am in the middle of that. And just yeah. be conscious of the fact that you haven't fleshed that out fully. And it's not that you can't say it or express nope. it. I've had it all the time. I've like literally cried and been like, oh, wow, I just realized that that thing I do is yeah. because of this and I'm going to need to call my coach after. Let me shed this tear. Okay, let's get back on track yes. and I'll bookmark that. Yes. But that's, it's, it's like, <sighs> once I learned that lesson, I became, it's also in service to the other person, right? Because 1, if you're sitting here crying in your class, it's not going to land or create impact for anybody involved. What I tell everybody, I tell everybody that integrity like raw radical integrity is the best, most effective, 100% guaranteed strategy and tactic that yeah. works every single time. Like if yeah. you want a strategy and tactic, that's it, right? Because you you nailed it. And and here's, I teach this concept of containers so heavily in customer journey and personal mastery and mindset, right? But really what it is, and, and I'm so glad that you said this, there's also times I'm answering questions and a new trigger appears in the middle of it. And then yeah. I will feel completely off track. But yeah. the only time I lose is when I fail to acknowledge it. And that's when people stumble and they stammer. So I'm like, whoa, hold on. Wait. I just realized I've been rambling and I have no idea what this is. Okay. I'm going to have to process this. And like you said, right? Like when I learned the difference between authenticity and intimacy, the whole game changed for me. Yeah. The whole that's game changed for me. 
that's an incredibly different, difficult balance, not difficult balance, but it's a balance that I had to kind of teeter with a little bit. And usually what I'll, what I'll say is that when I got too intimate too soon on a podcast, I usually afterwards feel not, I don't feel aligned. Something about my performance or my speech or whatever you want to call it feels a little too raw. It feels a little bit like pouring salt into a wound. And that's when I can identify, okay, I was too intimate in that moment without having fully processed it in my personal life. 1000% because here's the thing that I, I tell people now, cause I've done my healing. But if, if you were to play a podcast for me nine years ago, I would be nauseous listening to it. <laughs> Which nauseous. is a good <laughs> Because my podcasting in the beginning was basically my therapy couch and I didn't know the difference. And then I realized that the, the power of my story was not in the intimate details of it. It was my ability to encapsulate it for context. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I, that's how I would understand on the podcast. I'm like, am I still in the middle of this one or am I on the other side? So I could kind of like protect myself because I, I mean like, Every detail of every ounce of my trauma is public on at least a thousand podcasts. Every ounce of yeah. it, from the sexual abuse to all of it, which I'm incredibly grateful and proud of myself that I had the courage and I learned a lot of lessons in reflection and I wouldn't change it. But definitely if I was going about it again, I would do it a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a similar experience. There's a definitely a lot on my past episodes where yeah. I'm in the middle of it and I think there is something, and again, this is something that I need to mull over, one of those moments where you're like, oh, wait, I have to think about that a little bit here, which is if you are going to go on podcasts, there is that sense of vulnerability and intimacy that will leak out because you forget you're recording. You're in a room and you are like zoned in and you forget sometimes. And so I think it's really, even before, I mean, I believe in this strategy. I, I will podcast every day. I have three podcasts today. Like, let's just keep going. I love it. But I would, I would get really serious with yourself and have a conversation maybe about what's, what's public, what's not, what's processed, what the message is, where those boundaries lie. Um, because if not, you can end up processing, depending specifically on your industry, especially yep. if you're in a self-development or your backstory is part of your story. Yep. Um, I would get really clear on that internally first. That by the way, was the best answer to the question I asked you 10 minutes ago. So I forgot what good. it was at this point. <laughs> How can somebody be a valuable oh, guest yeah. and be prepared? Yeah. And I want to acknowledge what you said because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and everybody in general, what we fail to recognize is that irregardless of whether we plan it or not, it's still going to come up. Our success boils down to if we have a plan when it comes up, because in an emotional moment, we can't logically think, right? And so what you just alluded to, Scout, I'm going to give intangible how-to is if you're going to increase your earned media, if you're going to go on media tours and do Instagram story takeovers and podcast tours and do all of those things, and you're going to increase the amplitude of your message, it would be a good time to do a current state and check in like, what are your beliefs? Like, what stories do you normally tell? How do you feel about those stories? Or do you have new stories? Like, okay. And then my favorite part is what happens if something comes up that doesn't fit into one of these buckets? And then what's your protection plan? And like what Scout and I were alluding to is being like, oh, when that happens, it's completely okay for me. Like, wow, something just came up for me and I'm going to have to process this or I'm going to need a minute. 
let's get back on subject because I don't know what that one is, right? And just having that plan to allow you to be human, to Mm -hmm. allow you to be authentic. Because I also, Scout, don't want anybody to think that in order for you to be effective on a podcast tour that you have to talk about your feelings and emotions in your life. Nope, not at all. It just means that if you're going to go on a podcast tour, maybe you're going to stick to topics and you're going to stick to content itself and you're just going to use story as a way to leverage that and to add context. Then you also have to be prepared that if somebody asks you a question of like, well, how did that make you feel that you don't get caught off guard and feel bullied or pressured into it and then have the emotional hangover when you're done, you can be like, oh, you know what I thought about that? Like, that's something I'm still processing. So I'm not comfortable talking about yet. And just having that plan, I feel like sets you up to win. Yeah. I mean, amen. You don't, just because you're sharing and you're being the public figure or the voice or the microphone for your business on podcasts or on social media, it does not mean that you need to give away your whole yes. life. Yes. It. I'm very clear. You know, I will talk about my, my mental health experience all day long. My husband and my relationship off limits. It's just off limits. There's, you know, I talk about him and what we do, but the depths of our relationship is off limits. So it's having those very clear boundaries, boundaries before it yeah. helps you feel confident in the way that you conduct yourself and the value that you're bringing. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to highlight that again with a very quick point. I say this for me and I don't know what this was like for you, but those, it was even the lack of exploration of what my boundaries might be that caused a lot of the emotional hangover because when it happened or I would find it and I was sad or upset, it wasn't that anything out of the ordinary happened. It's that I kind of knew it was going to happen and I didn't plan for it and I didn't Mm -hmm. get clear on those containers and then it got leaky And then I felt like I was kind of a victim of circumstance. Like I'm the only one responsible, but like now forever that thing lives out there. And that was not like the best representation. So when you talk about like this, kind of be clear on what your boundaries are and what you feel comfortable speaking about, irregardless, you're going to end up there. And I feel like the more proactive approach you take, the better. That's my warning. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. And the payoff for putting yourself out there is being it is rewarding, but to do it successfully, there has to be some intention behind it. For sure. For sure. So let's 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 stick in podcasting because I'm like in love with this. So I think we're both in agreement that we both understand the power of earned media. We understand the power of any earned media in the medium of having access in a piece of content to somebody else's audience, which is podcasting mm-hmm. and a lot of things in general. So you're kind of like the queen of helping people do this. You use podcast tours. You do all of that stuff. Like, where does somebody even begin, right? So, you know, there's however many millions of podcasts out there, right? Like, where do I start getting on a show? How do I leverage podcast tours? What are they good for? Like, are there good ways to do it? Like, I just kind of want you to express your genius all over us. Okay. So the first thing that I'll say is that a lot of people come to me and say, am I a candidate? Would I make a good guest? Am I someone who people would want to have on? And it always baffles me because everyone who asks me that, the answer is yes. Yes. Um, Something that I absolutely love about the podcast industry is that there aren't gatekeepers like there are to the traditional PR world. So. In the traditional PR world, if you want to get featured in news articles, media sites, et cetera, your business has to be at a certain level to pique the interest of a writer or an editor. And it's a lot of man work to get all that going. And so what I love about the podcast industry is that anyone at 
any phase can jump in whenever they want because there's, as you said earlier, 2 million podcasts. There's definitely a podcast where you might be one step ahead of the host in the community that you can provide value for. So the first thing I want to say is that if you're wondering, would I make a good podcast guest? I would say from a logistical strategic side, do you have a website and a social media and a business idea that you're already implementing? Like literally that's as simple as it is. Then on the emotional side, looking at yourself and realizing that you have certain gifts that you can bring as a value to the table. And I always say, I always start with our clients. I want them to brag. I want them to like brag about themselves. I want them to kind of throw humility out the window for just two seconds and get into a place of an area that they are super proud of themselves for that relates to their business and the value that they're providing. Because once you can get into that energetic and emotional standpoint, then it becomes so much less uh, self-doubt, less imposter syndrome, and it allows you to jump in from a state of, I have value to bring and I'm excited to bring forth this. And then when it comes to what podcast do I possibly go on, I always like to say, start with a, a commonality between you and the host. So maybe you and a host have been in business for two years, or maybe you guys have similar social media audience sizes, right? Maybe you guys are in the same industry, but you, she covers, you know, this side and you cover that side, for example, like one does astrology, one does human design. Perfect. That would make a really cool crossover episode. So finding some commonality and start on the smaller podcasts. I know we talked about the ability for them to go crazy later, but start on the smaller podcast because you're most likely going to get nervous on your first podcast episode and you want that, that experience to kind of massage your message and, and get the nerves out, et cetera. So start small and see how you feel and know that you're playing the long game and that yeah. there will be no shortage. There is years for the momentum to bring, to build up to bigger and bigger shows. So that's where I would start. Yeah. And, and I love that. And, and I want to call it a couple things because, you know, as a podcast host and somebody who's been on a lot of podcasts, like there's a couple rules to the game that kind of hold true. And, and the number one is that uh, to be successful as a host, or a guest, it is a muscle game of reps. It is just a game of reps. And there are best practices, uh, but really it comes down to experience. The more you do it, the more you practice it, the more you try it, the more shows that are different than what you normally talk about, you go on, you learn, the more you give the talk, you do it. It's really, really, really important. And, And I'll say this to everybody, irregardless of where you are in your journey, of I do a podcast occasionally, I have my own show, I've never done one. No matter which way you slice this, this is a frequency game. So just start, start trying, start increasing it and realize that it's not about how good the show was. It wasn't about how perfect it was or was not. Like in the world of podcasting, you really are only as good as your last at bat. And so just swing again and swing again and swing again. And one thing, yeah, go ahead. I'll also mention in that, if because you were saying it kind of sparked something for me where you were like, if you have a podcast or not, a lot of people are wondering, should you have a podcast to go on podcasts? And I love saying that, no, that's kind of the best part is that yeah. you get the results and the benefits of the podcast game without hosting. 1,000%. So being a guest is a perfect way to get into the podcast strategy. Or if you're thinking about starting a podcast, but you don't know if you're going to like it, 
go on a podcast tour for a couple months, see if you like being behind the mic. All of a sudden you'll be like, oh, whoa, I just went on a tangent over there and that really resonated. I like that message. Or "Ah, I don't like the way the host did that, but I liked it when this host did this. And then you can decide, oh yeah, starting a podcast is for me or starting a podcast isn't for me. So that's a question I get all the time. Like, do I need to have a podcast to be a guest? And the answer is no. And it's a great intro to see if you even want to start a podcast. 1,000%. Because there's a there's a very clear delineation between the two. And to answer this for everybody wondering, it really has to align with what you're trying to accomplish in business, right? Like, I didn't launch my podcast till three years ago. I'd wanted to launch one for nine years. Do I kick myself a little bit sometimes? Totally. But would anybody who listened to me nine years ago still be listening today? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. And so, you know, my decision to launch a podcast came from changing how I was doing business and using myself as a host to leverage myself and my value differently. And so I'm, I'm glad that you called that out. And for everybody listening, and this was something that was very challenging for me. Um, one of the easiest ways to learn is to listen back to your own interviews. Um, and I don't do it anymore, but I did do it a lot in the beginning and it helped me a ton. And it was so crazy to me how much I learned listening back to myself speak that even helped me clean up my message and mm-hmm. deliver a little bit differently. And then I would answer and be like, wait, I just confused myself and I'm the one teaching it. And so it just kind of gave me unlimited ammo to practice. So it's something I recommend doing as well. Yeah, 100%. And then the, just the last thing I'll, I'll say on that is you know, I think the winning blueprint and only do when it comes to the podcast industry, only do the thing that you can be consistent with because that's the most important thing. So I'll just say that first. Uh, In my opinion, though, the, the blueprint and the strategy that just compounds the results and speeds up the momentum is if you have a podcast and if you're being a guest on a podcast, because then you get into swaps and that's just a whole nother level of relationship building that happens then you're introducing people of you know that you really dreamed of knowing your whole life and are your role models onto your podcast that might not have a podcast. So you're you're hitting that relationship status from both angles yep. and you're building it even together if you can do a swap in that regard. So my advice to any entrepreneur who has a business who wants to have a personal brand is to host a podcast and be a guest on a podcast because I've seen like you know, I put a, a very famous entrepreneur on a client's podcast, and then that famous entrepreneur started a podcast, had my client on, and then she hired her and became her client, and then they did a conference together, and it was like, yep. whoa, all of that happened yep. because one went on one first, and then the other went on the other next. Yep. So that's what For I'll sure. say. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna edify that and then wrap this so we can land the plane because I want to be respectful of your time and we'll do round two or three, however many we get into because yes. there's a lot of a lot of open loops right now on this one. So, um, with that being said, for everybody, in my opinion, when you play the long game, you have to understand what a podcast is, and a podcast is only the long game. The end. Only there, there is no short game. So, in that being said, if you're at that inflection point or bifurcation of like, should I launch a podcast? Let me tell you this. Whatever cadence you pick, you must consistently execute against for five years for you to even have a chance of it leveraging back what's possible. And so I mean that with every ounce and fiber of my being. Because no matter how much you love podcasting, no matter how much excitement you get, no matter how much I do it, I still have quarters 
where it feels like pulling teeth to get podcasts on the schedule and feel like I'm getting ahead and I love every ounce of it. It's consistency. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say that and I'll let you wrap your thought to close that. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of tee you up for the, the final three all in one. Okay. So first one, uh, I would love your opinion on that. Cause I think you see this wholeheartedly second, you're kind of the queen at this. I know from experience because I take your clients on my podcast and I only know you because you reached out and pitched them on my podcast <laughs> and you actually passed all my bullshit filters, which are intense and got on my podcast because you were the first agency where we accepted guests outside of my own personal relationships. So, um, Oh my God. So that where, so happy. where can people find you there? And then um, my final question, and I'm going to let you take it all the way home. So those two. And then uh, I always envision to my guest that everybody listening forgot everything that you said. And you have the ability to tattoo a piece of closing wisdom on their soul to take with them forever. So mm. that's, my, that's my land. You got four and a half minutes to land the plane. Okay. First, would you still watch The Bachelor if it didn't come out every Monday? Never. Never. Same thing with the podcast. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same psychology of the viewer, the listener, and the watcher. If it doesn't come out every single day at the same time, people will not put it into their daily ritual or habit and create that emotional connection to it every single week. So that's always what I like to say. Think of your favorite TV show. If it didn't come out every Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, would you still be on the edge of your seat waiting for the next episode? Absolutely not. Same thing applies for podcasting. Um, so that's just like... I non-negotiable once a week, the same time, the same day. Um, the second thing was where can people find me? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Amazing. I have a little bit of mom brains. I have a three-month-old. So as you were saying all three questions, I was like, let's see if I can remember all three of them. I'll help you. <laughs> yes. Where Where can everybody find your genius, find your amazing people you represent, find like what you do? Everything's at scoutsagency.com. You can apply to work with us one-on-one or you can sign up for our six-week live course that teaches you how to run your own podcast tour. All the oh, information amazing. is there. Yeah, it's awesome. That's amazing. All right, cool. Yes. So then I'll tee you up for the last one. So okay. now let's just envision that everybody listening to this forgot everything we said about being authentic and living in their soul and consistency and all that fun jazz. But you have the next however long you want to tattoo any wisdom on their soul that they can take with them for the rest of their life, irregardless of what bucket you give it from. What would be your tattoo wisdom? Probably nothing that we talked about here, but that will prepare you to do the thing that we talked about here is that you are safe in your emotions. Mm-hmm. You are safe in your fear and your anxiety and your uncertainty and your self-doubt in your depression, whatever it is, you are currently safe and that emotion doesn't actually mean anything about your inevitable and current success. And that is a podcast alone in its answer and beautiful. Thank you for that reflection. That was the greatest answer that you could have given based on Thank the you. entire conversation. Well, it has been an absolute honor and pleasure Uh, And for those listening, I hope so as well. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and our shared excitement around earned media. And I know we have a lot to cover. So as of right now, we got your story on the other side, which I'm stoked about. And that will probably lead into unpacking a little bit more about podcasting or whatever we get into. But either way, 
I am just so honored and humbled and glad that you came to us, that you reached out, that you sent us incredible guests, that you agreed to come on the show, that you blindly agreed to come again. Um, and so I appreciate it so much. So any closing words? No, I'm just like truly in awe by you and your ability to communicate back tangible takeaways that move a community. So I am well, thank you. more than thrilled to do episode two. I'm going to email you myself and not have someone else on my team organize this and we'll get to do this again. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it's an honor. And um, I just want to know, I just want to say received. Uh, I practice a lot being able to communicate because it's my freedom and sobriety and like my mission. So um, from somebody like you who does this every day, I, that was received very deeply. So thank you. Um, because most of the time I'm over here with imposter syndrome, like I'm talking too much on my own podcast. No, you are incredible. The whole time I was like, I'm just going to listen to you real quick for the rest well, of the episode. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I'm excited to do part two. So for everybody listening, do, do me this. Uh, no matter what, go check out Scout, scoutsagency.com. Uh, you have my blessing and testimonial. I do not work with them. I work on the other side in their guests and everything else, and they're great. So go check her out. Uh, take some notes, take one thing from this episode, stick it in, put it into practice and don't let it become shelf help because it doesn't work there. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. Have a beautiful day. You will either see me in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. but either way, it's time for that outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.